Welcome to the Repertory Podcast with your host, Karen Allen, where each episode takes you from case scenario to words, from words to rubrics, from rubrics to rep set, from repertorization to remedies, from differential to outcome, all in about 25 minutes. It's fun, it's quick, it's never the same. Grab your repertory, a pen and paper to take some notes, and buckle up. Taste section is not that big, and it's not something that you're so likely to get into if you don't have some kind of specific reason to be in there. And in Kent's repertory, it's folded into mouth. And in the modern repertories, it's broken out into its own section. So everything that we talk about as a rubric here today, if we start out with taste something or other, then actually to find it in here, you would say mouth, comma, taste, comma. And it's done differently in the complete and the synthetic and the dynamic and the, all those different rubric or all those different repertories. For those of you who are new, who are joining us for the first time, please grab a pen and a paper and you'll need to write down our client's report. And then we're gonna translate from what the client says into rubrics and then build a rubric set. And then from that rubric set, actually go in and look and see, you know, what's relevant here. How are we going to find a path forward for that client? Okay. And you need to have whatever your favorite repertory is. Doesn't matter what it is. You can shout out whatever rubric. I'll try and map it into the closest thing that I have for mine, which may or may not be exactly like yours, but, you know, we'll get close. Okay. One of those guys who hates to go to the doctor. So he uses any kind of medical intervention very sparingly. He's been referred to me by his naturopath. He's a 27-year-old triathlete who lives in the Seattle area. And this was a case that was taken a long time ago. And uh, there are a lot of triathletes that do the, the row across the lake, run a certain distance, cycle over a mountain, and that's just their average day kind of thing there in that area. This is his thing. So he was climbing up one of those, and he hadn't gotten that far up yet. And the person who was belaying him, you know, they, whoever it is that's climbing up the wall, they got somebody hanging on to the other end of a rope, got distracted when someone asked them a question. And this guy was reaching for something that was a little farther than he could actually reach. His foot slipped. He fell about 15 feet, not that far. But when, because of the way that he fell, first he landed on the bottom of his spine on his coccyx. And then he sort of bounced and landed on his head and then landed on his side. And he got a lot of bruises. And, you know, of course, they are extremely careful about things like that at the climbing gym, about having somebody evaluated for concussion. They said, yes, you have. They sent him to this clinic that's like just down the street. 
And they said, yes, you have a concussion. It's not severe. It's not serious. Do these things to monitor for the next 24 to 48 hours. Check back in. So that was seven weeks ago. And he did all the things that they told him to do. He rested. He did whatever. And then they actually did a scan of his head and they found that everything looked fine. There was no sub dural hematoma, there was nothing going on there. So now it's been seven weeks and he's back to his normal routine. And in every way he feels back to normal, except for one. He said that when this first started where he fell and he hit his head and he got this concussion, starting the next day after that, he noticed that his mouth was really dry and he would have to drink a lot of water just because his mouth was dry. He would wake up with it dry at night and he said it's never changed. It is like the Sahara Desert in there. And so when he's running or cycling or whatever, he uses one of those camelback things where he's got a tube that basically sits in his mouth most of the time so that he can just sip, 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 because his mouth gets so dry that like uh, he says it's hard to actually talk, to articulate speech if he doesn't moisten it. So he'll chew gum because that helps and he'll suck on something, you know, like a, a um, clove or something like that and that helps, but uh, mostly it's just really dry. So that's the first thing that happened. The second thing was that he lost his sense of taste. He couldn't really taste food anymore. He noticed he was starting to put a lot of salt on his food, but he said it didn't really matter. He really couldn't taste it. He knew he was eating something. He said, it's like being in the matrix where you're eating sand or crud or whatever, and it doesn't taste like anything. And then the one taste that he did get, and this was dominant in his mouth, whether it was associated with eating food or the rest of the time, when his mouth got really dry, it tasted bitter. And then the last thing is that his tongue continually feels cold. And he said, I wasn't sure if it just felt cold or if it really was cold. When I breathe in, it feels cold. When I breathe out through my mouth, it feels cold. And so one day I stuck my tongue out and I put my finger on it. And you know what? It's really cold all the time. It's really cold. So then he says that he went back to see the, the doc that saw him right after the concussion. And he said, I have this weird thing going on where my tongue is cold and my mouth is dry and my sense of taste has gone away since I hit my head. And the doc said, yeah, it's not related to that at all. So then he referred him to a specialist that deals with uh, mouth. He said, maybe you've got a sinus infection. Maybe you've got a, so he sent him to this ENT guy who checked him all out and said, everything looks normal to me. I'm going to refer you to a colleague here in the building who's a naturopath, who is really good with unusual things. So 
he sent him to the nature path. The nature path was, uh, did homeopathy, gave him arnica in several potencies, no change. You know, after a head injury, don't you think that was a good idea? Gave him arnica, that was a good idea, didn't make any difference. And then because of the bitter taste, which is very characteristic of China after a head injury or after loss of fluids. Now think about this, guys. He had a head injury and the thing that manages your level of thirst in your body and your water balance in your body is your hypothalamus, which, you know, if you stuck your fingers straight in above your ears to where they met in the middle and straight back from here, they would meet right in the center of your limbic system, which is where your hypothalamus is. And when the hypothalamus gets jostled, it can alter its functions. So his mouth was now super dry and he was thirsty and he was sipping, sipping, sipping. I asked him if he actually felt thirsty or if it was just that his mouth was dry. He said, mostly I drink so that my mouth won't be dry and I'm not aware of thirst. So the nature path thought, hmm, China, ailments from animal loss of fluids maybe, and it's a remedy for bitter taste in the mouth. So he gave him China and that didn't do anything. And then he gave him Natsul because it's a really common remedy after head injuries when people get depressed or have alterations and that didn't do anything. And then he referred him to me. Okay, so we got the case, head injury, and now we're seven weeks later, head injury with concussion, documented concussion, resolved. And now we're seven weeks later, the tongue feels cold. It is actually cold and the sensorial experience is cold. And there's two different ways to look that up. So we're gonna be paying attention to that. And the mouth is very dry. He cannot taste things and his mouth tastes bitter. Okay, that's our case. Are you ready? Should we see what we can do for this poor fellow? Where should we start? Concussion, absolutely, let's start there. So where are we gonna find concussion, guys? Head, concussion of brain, yep. Now, let's look at this rubric. It has 35 remedies. And that might be a little bit more narrow than what we want. So let's go ahead and drag this in there. But there is another way we can look this up. Yes, thank you. Richard says, what if we just look at head injuries of the head after? So he's no longer currently in the state of concussion. That was our etiology, but that's not his state now. So he's more in the screwed up after an injury to the head. So we'll grab that guy. So now let's go look in generalities. Injuries, blows, falls, and bruises. Let's grab that. And, you know, if we need to, we can add those things together. That way, you know, we've got, we don't want to cast such a narrow net that it doesn't bring in very many fish. If we use a lot of small rubrics, the chances that they're gonna overlap are much less. And as much as people bonk their head and are affected by it, does it seem reasonable that only five remedies out of the whole Materia Medica 
would apply to that symptom, maybe not so much. Even if, you know, when Kent was starting this out, it was new. We've moved on a hundred years since then. And in the last hundred years, we've added a few remedies. Okay, so now we've got our etiology that there was a head injury. What was the first thing that he noticed after that? A dry mouth, absolutely. So what section are we gonna look in? In the mouth section, somebody have, there you go, mouth dryness. Now, what else did he say was weird about his mouth? Along with the dryness, he had another sensation in his mouth that his tongue was cold. Where are we gonna find a rubric for that? Mouth, coldness. And I wanna show you guys these two things. Look at this. There's cold comma objective. This means that if I, as the practitioner, are objectively looking at it, I can see or feel or measure that it is cold. And this is coldness sensation of, and this means that the person is experiencing it. Now, there's a reason why there's two different rubrics for these. Because there are times when the coldness is something that the person feels very vividly, but actually, if you touch it, it's hot. The person has a high fever and they are experiencing deep chill, but their body part that they feel is so cold actually happens to be hot. So coldness sensation would be true for that client, but cold objective would be not true for that client. Okay, so he says that it's both. He experiences it as cold, and if he sticks his tongue out and touches it, it's really cold. So he's got a cold tongue. I just wanted to put that out there because these are different and it'll help you to know that both of those exist. So let's look at where we are now. We've got our head injury stuff. We've got the dryness, the cold objective tongue. Now let's add the cold sensation of the tongue. Remember, we've got our rubrics up here, convulsions, hot tea, ICP. These things, these first four are our modalities and uh, modifiers that are listed in alphabetical order. And then we get to extending to stomach, which is not in alphabetical order with everything else. Why didn't they stick it right up here after convulsions? It's because this starts a new part of the structure. There's time, laterality, those kinds of things that go first. And then there's the A to Z of the modifiers. And then there's extensions when the condition goes from here to there. And then there's locations. So we're actually going all the way to the bottom of here with tongue and grabbing that and putting it in there. And what happens next? bitter taste. Good. So let's look in that. So those of you who are using Kent, you're going to find taste under mouth. For those of you who are using uh, one of the more contemporary repertories, you're going to look in its own section of taste. Bitter taste. Yep, yep, yep. So taste bitter right there. We can grab that and put it in there. And he also said that there were other things that were going on with his taste, that he couldn't really taste food. 
What do we do with that? Last time we talked about this rubric altered in general. And I, I tend to use that when it is, uh, when food tastes different, like last time, our case was that food tasted garbagey. In this case, it's not so much garbagey as just not there anymore. Oh, good. Seema says taste diminished, and Carol says taste wanting. So diminished means it's just less. I just can't really get the flavors of things. And wanting means it's just kind of gone. Loss of taste or tastelessness of food. Now he specifically mentioned this only with regard to food. So we're gonna grab that. Let's go through our test. We have three important test questions. So if we went before a jury of our peers and said, is each of these rubrics true? Do you think that we would want to still include concussion of brain? It was the etiology, but it is no longer current. What do you think? Should we leave it in? Should we take it out? Should we add these things together? What would you guys like to do? What does this jury of our peers say? Let's leave it in. Okay. And then we've got mouth dryness. Is that objectively true? Do we know for sure that this is accurate? Yep. And the coldness of his tongue, do we know for sure that this is accurate? And the bitter taste and the diminished, he can't really taste his food, do we know that those are accurate? So this is our first test, is everything true? And our second test is, is there anything in here that might be true, but it's not relevant? Like, uh, let's say that he preferred to sleep on his left side. What if we grab that rubric, sleeps left? Might be true, but not relevant. Sometimes that happens when we can't find the rubrics we need and we go grab the rubrics we can find. And then our third question, is there anything else from the case that would strengthen our set? So I think we've got our whole set. You want to look and see what we got? Okay, now we know that he's already been given Arnica and that it didn't act, which is kind of interesting because as we look at this, Arnica doesn't come up very well here, does it? It's down here, but it's missing the coldness. It's not in the nature of Arnica to have cold body parts or to lose its sense of taste. So this kind of gives us an idea of maybe why it didn't act so much, yeah? And then China, he was also given. And this gives us an idea of why maybe it didn't act so much. Carol says, let's combine the top two. So let's do that. Okay, now let's take a peek again. And what do we see in here? Do you see any remedies in these top 10 rubrics that have really a common experience of cold? Yeah, Richard says camphora, certainly. What about veratrum? Is coldness a feature of veratrum? Oh, you wanted to 
combine the top three, not just the top two? <laughs> okay, let's do that. Now, what Carol's talking about here is really useful because we can um, overstate some aspect of the case by having multiple rubrics. And so if we're gonna drag them all in there, it really makes sense to combine them so that they don't overly influence our rubric set. Okay, so is Natmir known for coldness? Not so much. Is pulsatilla known for coldness? Not so much. Or belladonna, carboveg, yes. Aconite, yes. But right here, veratrum and camphora, these are probably our strongest options. And uh, if you go and read the Materia Medica about veratrum, veratrum is white hellebore. And this plant is actually the first documented use of biological warfare. Uh, in ancient Roman times, there was a city that was laid siege to and the aggressing party dammed up the stream that went in and gave water to the town. They dammed it all up. And so they waited like three days until everybody was out of water. There was no water for the animals. There was no water for the people. There was no water. And during that three days, while all the water was dammed up, they dug up a bunch of white hellebore and they beat the plants up with a stick and they stuck them in the water and they let them steep in there for a couple of days. And after enough days had gone by that the people in the town were really thirsty and had no water, they broke the dam. And the water went down into the town and everybody drank it and they all died. And they died with this incredibly dry mouth and bitterness and coldness as their vital force shut down. And this is the action of baratrum. And so it's not unusual at all to see disturbance of taste and bitter taste with the coldness of baratrum. So I gave him a baratrum 200C to take three doses over 24 hours and call me after a week. And after a week, he said that by the third day, his tongue wasn't cold anymore. His mouth wasn't dry anymore. And by the fifth day, all of his taste was normal and he wanted to know if he should keep taking it. And I was like, you're still taking it? And he said, yeah. And I'm like, no, no, stop, 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 stop. You, you had three doses. You know, it's so important for us to, when we give clients instructions and say three doses over 24 hours, I didn't write in big letters and then stop. So he was taking three doses over 24 hours all week until I talked with him which might've been a little more than anybody would need. So when you write instructions like that, three doses over 24 hours, it's a really good idea to write and then stop and reevaluate. So there you go. So go read about Veratrum album this week.
and about what its typical symptoms are. And we don't really think of it as a head injury sequela remedy, but the way that his body adapted was in a baratrum state. And in cases like this, it makes me wonder, after the head injury, did he go into a veratrum state because that's what his chronic remedy is? And that's who he is all the time? You know, you think about veratrum hyperactive children and he's a triathlete and all that kind of stuff. So maybe that's just him all the time. I don't know because he never came back to see me again. Thanks for investing your time and effort into learning and using the repertory. You're invited to join us live at Monday Midday Repertory as we create these podcast episodes. Learn more about how to use the repertory with me, Karen Allen, author of the repertory tutorial and workbook, which is now an e-course at www.trinityhealthhub.com. See you next time with another repertory case.